My name is Zoe, the co-host of Not Superwoman. I am the granddaughter of French, English and Irish immigrants now living on Boorong land. I acknowledge that we meet on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast was recorded. We pay respects to elders past and present. I recognize and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationships with this land. Welcome back to Not Super Woman. We're back. Another great season of highs and lows. <laughs> I was like, where am I going with that? Oh, but you haven't gotten rid of us yet. No, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I feel like we've had a break and, and we're fresh. We are fresh. We needed a bit of a break. We needed to um, reflect and, um, and take that time to figure out what we had coming for season two. Yeah, and I guess what, you know, we loved about season one and what we kind of, you know, what worked, what didn't. Yes. And I think that's kind of what you do with any business startup. It's <laughs> like, what's the word? <laughs> but um, God, I think um, chatting to our guest, you know, today, who, God, I absolutely love. And I say that about every guest, I do, but God, her energy is so much fun. I know. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I feel like we've been so lucky in that everyone that we talk to is just so lovely and, and good so, value. So supportive, and we've learned so much from. But um, this one particularly was just, we laughed and laughed and laughed. Like, I don't think I was uh, uh, the word, the emoji lol, and the. Oh, cry. yeah. <laughs> and I think you ha- we had no, well, I had no preconceived ideas of, of what she was going to be like. And, you know, I followed her Instagram for years, but I couldn't imagine what chatting to her would be like. And I never thought she'd actually say yes to coming to the podcast. I know. So, to obviously, um, to stop the suspense, even though we've probably put up some posts on Instagram about this already, <laughs> but we have uh, the absolutely um, renowned and talented CJ Hendry, who... Um, is an Australian artist that lives in New York and somehow um, we managed to convince her to come on and join us and she is just – I had a a slight preconceived idea because I follow and have followed her for years. I'm obsessed with her work. I I actually look at – she does hyper-realism for those that um, want to get familiar with her. She does hyper-realism so she draws – Objects that started out, I guess, her... her As luxury items. Lux, luxury items. So she started out drawing like Chanel shoes and... Oh, Chanel bags, sorry. And um, and her attention to detail, like it's it's just mind-boggling. Well, they look like a photograph. Yes, yes. It's, um, it's honestly astounding. And so I've been obsessed with her for a while. And when I followed her on Instagram, like she always appears so fun and relatable and so you're sort of not sure when you if that conveys in real life. And whilst we didn't we did it over Zoom, like she is exactly as she appears in that she is so relatable. So and we fun. honestly just chatted and chatted and chatted and chatted. And she's like, the kids are upstairs going to bed. And I was like, I just can't believe you're sitting here. You're having such a great conversation with us. I feel like you're a mate. Yes. Yeah. And we've just met. Well, I now consider a mate whether or not she is. <laughs> She's We're now best friends. 
um, CJ, we're coming over to stay. No, I'm joking. Um, but she was. She was so humble. She's like just a a joy to be around. Like her enthusiasm is contagious. That playfulness. Yes. You just want to be around her. But do you know it was a playful playfulness that's also well established with work ethic. Like oh, she, it's incredible. Yeah, she really. What was so nice when again we've met another guest and another woman that is. Got an amazing journey, great story, and she also is so relatable. Like she basically, though, like you would not think that given how world-renowned her work is, but in reality she is a woman that has just followed her pursuit of passion, being drawing, and managed to turn it into a business and a form of like income to have a family. She's like, I, I just love working and I, I I work every single day and, you know, then does family on weekends. And and she's got a great support network around her as well. Like I love that she said her, her family flew over to help her because she did feel that overwhelm. Mm, yes. And how she makes it work. Yes. And yeah. that, you know, ultimately gives us all hope that we can – we all, you know, struggle with making it work and see how she does it because it's it's insanely amazing. Mm. So it um very inspirational, relatable and um fun. Fun. <laughs> Good fun. So we're very excited to share this episode with you. Welcome to the wonderful CJ, our best friend. <laughs> Hi, morning. Well, it's not morning for you. It's night. Good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs> Let's do all of those together. CJ, welcome to Not So Far Woman. We are beyond excited that you are willing and able to sit down with us on our little growing podcast. Welcome, CJ Hendry. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I've listened to all your episodes and I really admire what you guys are doing. I think, you know, we just said before, starting is, I think, the hardest thing because you can talk about it all the time and then actually doing it's another thing. And you guys are doing it. So well done. I Thank love you. that. You're a legend because, yes, it is. It's a starting from a low base, but that's all right. We're going to yeah, You get there. Every week's a different <laughs> hurdle. It is. Every day. I just wish you could oh, you, have seen you're doing, us. You're doing perfectly. Well, it, I've, I'm thoroughly enjoying listening to it. Oh, thank you. Well, we're thoroughly excited and enjoying the fact that you're sitting down with us and fascinated to know you've just come off the back of finishing your amazing installation exhibition, Plaid or Played. How did that go? I a potato. A potato. <laughs> <laughs> we were, to explain earlier, we were just saying that the US might say it differently in, than Australia. Yeah. But oh, it doesn't matter. Whatevs. <laughs> um, fill us in. How did it go? It was It was great. I feel like um, the exhibitions, I'm not going to say becoming easier, but we're becoming, we're still all useless. Like we still all don't know what we're doing every time we go into an exhibition. For example, we were just like, oh, yeah, we're building a playground. Shouldn't be too difficult. Let's, you know, budget in about a week and a half to two weeks. Two months later, we're still building a playground because we didn't know how to build it. Anyway, it came with its own set of challenges. So every time there's an exhibition, we get better at better and better at problem solving, if that makes sense. Totally. It, nothing ever runs smoothly, Never. but we just figure it out in a way. Oh, t- I um, cuz I yeah. have followed you for a long time on Instagram. I absolutely love your journey. And I was following the installation of the 
exhibition and um, I was like, this is a massive feat. Like, Huge. I From the, seeing the metal poles to then all of a sudden it evolving each day and I, all your report-ins, I just was like... Wow, this is huge. I, how, what, what even was the inspiration to come up with that idea? It's so difficult to like, I'm not even trying to be vague or like not letting you in on the trade secrets because there are none. <laughs> I, I can't really explain how they come about. It's just concepts that I like twirl around in my head from time to time. And then it's just about executing something that I'm thinking about. Like with you guys starting, it's like actually making it's the hardest part. So. Yes. How did it come about? Maybe it's because I have kids now and I spend a lot of time in playgrounds, not indoor playgrounds, just playgrounds in general. That's kind of like where my head's at in terms of just like chasing a little child around. That's pretty much what I do a a lot of my afternoons. I don't know. Maybe it had inadvertently something to do with that. I wondered that. I wondered if it was in relation to the kids because I know you've got two little ones. And to fill in our audience because I'm – I will say we've been spilling to our friends that you're coming on and everyone is so excited. My sister-in-law, shout out to my sister-in-law who is also an amazing um, drawer and designer and she was like beyond pumped. Um, Stop. She was. was Hello. Hello, sister-in-law. Hello. (laughs) Lies. Lies. Hi, lies. But uh, so can we backtrack and go so – I did a bit of background research and you studied architecture and yep. then you went into finance at uni. You were at uni in Queensland. Let, let me backtrack a little more for you there. Okay, yep. I, I say, like you say studied, I'm like, bless you <laughs> for thinking I studied architecture. <laughs> I, I was enrolled and I attended occasionally for two years. Wasn't particularly brilliant or good or exceptional by any stretch. And then I I think after two years of architecture, I, I kind of dropped out and just thought, okay, let's, I need to get a degree. So then I went to go and study finance and I was even more useless at that and somehow stuck around and continued to be enrolled for another five years and just like aimlessly waddled my way through university. And I'm not even trying to be funny about that. I'm literally my overall GPA. So for those Australians, my overall GPA was a 3.75. That is below a fail. A four is a pass. So like I was just barely scraping through, but I had so many fails to give me a 3.75. Like, yeah. anyway, I truly was useless. And this but is I was enrolled because I had nothing else to do. With me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I Both of us are sitting here. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just our curriculum system or what have you, but Zoe and I both basically, like, somehow forced our you way slash faked our way. What did you guys study? What did you guys study? I was Bachelor of Film and TV. And to be honest, yeah. I only got through because of my mates, like helping me like late yeah. at night and just yeah. scraping through. I just have never been a student and I like to learn in my own way. And especially I, I have a problem with being told what to do. So, so, authority. authority. And what did, what did you study? Did you I also did, film a TV? Uh, visual merchandising and fashion. But, oh, I so never, but I never thing, finished yeah. it. But it's only because yeah. we're told to do all these other things at school. No one says go and do a trade, mm. go and do something creative. 
They never oh, present you with those options. Mm. Well, yeah, this was like, no, those, what, 30 years ago? Those <laughs> times are changing, but I think when we went through, it was kind of very go and get a degree, you know? Yes, it yeah. definitely um, felt like I think. All I wanted to do was work and have money, mm. and I just worked. Yes. Oh, I loved working a bar job. Anyway, anyway also, I was one of those people, you know, when when just as, just talking about parenting, I just thought this is just a funny thing. We're not talking about parenting. We're not there yet, but... um. You know, when people are like, oh, I've done so much babysitting, like it'll be fine to have a kid. I'm like, I've never sat a baby or a child in my life. I was always the person who worked in a bar and a restaurant. So I feel like you've got two different camps of people who were babysitters and then people who worked in bars. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> I think I tried to marry both at one point, but I, I, I'm safe to say I shouldn't have been babysitting. I love hospitality. I was arriving very tired and not, not in it's a good so place. Um, but so take me to that experience yeah. of like, you're at uni, you're like, this is not for me. So how did you work your way out of that? You touched it on it it a bit before. Like I'm probably a bit like you didn't have, I'm not the type of person who can sit down and do an exam and crunch it out in two hours. I probably need about 10 hours to do an exam. I'm a bit of a slower processor. I need time to digest the question. Like half the time I go into the exam and I'm the type of person who gets a rash and a hot flush during the exam because I am get so worked up, you know, and I'm just like, I love an assignment, but that's not that's not what uni's designed for. Uni's like is designed for like quick, hard, fast exams where you wrote, learn stuff. And I just like my little brain can't handle it. So I just wasn't built for university or school for that matter. That. I find it fascinating. And like, when in your life do you have to wrote, learn something and churn it out in two hours? Never once have I used that skill. No, never no, once. So true. Anyway, and so oh then, oh. okay, so you, you, you got to a place where you're like, this isn't for me. What made you go, I'm going to commit to drawing? Obviously, was it something that was innate and natural from childhood? Um, I think there was a natural ability because I studied, oh my, I didn't study. I did art at school because I think everyone has to do art. And I, to be honest, I kind of did it as a bit of a bludge subject. So I did like art and sports science because like, you know. I laughed so I didn't so did and I. so did art. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so like, if I'm going to be honest, That's it wasn't because I was. I literally, I remember um, in year 12 art, uh, like this is for VCE and it was the day before yeah. this huge VCE project had to be handed in and I um, hadn't done the project so I went and got my photography camera and I smeared some Vaseline on the um, lens and went and took like <laughs> – Weird photos, and then printed them out, and then went oh, oh, there, bit of oh, a oh. art, <laughs> totally. And I was having so a singing. Was <laughs> it was a bit of a bludge subject, and like I, I love the art rooms, and it was just a, a whole vibe. And plus, arts like kind of fun. It's not like you need to learn science or history or yeah. something like chronic like that. It's explorative. It was a blood. What am I getting at? I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry, that was me. I just got to a stage where I was just really failing horribly university. I was living home as well and I was, I think I was like 24 or 25. And come to think of it, that's not that bad. But in my head, like everyone else had moved out and I was at home in my mum and dad's basement going nowhere fast. I had a 3.75 GPA. What what possible job was I ever going to get with that? I was working in a bar. I was like, oh, what am I doing? And, and I just thought to, to myself, it. I was like, fuck, like I'm going nowhere so fast. Like what the hell am I doing? And then I thought, fuck it, I've always enjoyed drawing. I was good. I wasn't exceptional, but there was like a base level talent there. 
And I was like, oh, I just, I like, I, I think what I liked about drawing wasn't because I was good at it. I liked the meditative nature of drawing. I like to sit down on my own and just sit and be with myself for so many hours. I know that sounds very bizarre, but I, I really enjoy my own company. I've always been a loner but I've never felt alone, if that makes any sense. I know like the catchphrase now is like, oh, I'm an introvert, rah, rah. I'm like, no, no, I've always been a loner. Like just always just kind of rolled to the beat of my own drum, just kind of not floated through, but never had like super close friends, just always like just I- enjoyed my own company. Yeah. And I think drawing was just the best the best time I'd say in those early days was some of the best times of my life. I was just on my own, in my own thoughts, in my own head, just drew for hours. And I enjoyed what that felt like, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And then I thought, fuck it, I enjoy that feeling. I'm gonna I'm just gonna drop out of university because like what's the what's the loss? Because I'm not doing particularly well anyway. And I'll quit my job and I'm just gonna draw for a year and see how it goes. I knew I could draw. I was like, oh fuck it. Like my life's already is pretty low as it can get like how, what's the worst that's going to happen probably nothing so did yeah, you live at home out. while you started correct yes. and it's important to note that because some people are like oh I'll just stop I'm like but do you live out of home you have rent you have snacks yes. you have bills your phone like important things need to be paid for I had no overheads yep. like that's an, an amazingly privileged position to be in so I must definitely um admit to that um yeah, I'm just trying to think back. I just literally sat down and drew. Oh, I sold my wardrobe on eBay. Um, that was really important because I needed a little bit of money to kind of start well, to go and buy the things that I needed to buy and also to just pay for my like life admin for a couple of months. Like life admin in terms of like snacks, snacks, petrol, and my phone bill were like the three most important. I love the like, order of priority. <laughs> yeah. So appropriate. Snacks, <laughs> petrol, phone bill. It's just yeah, so but, on trend for what I'm, Zoe and I would be like. Yeah, I never had to pay rent. So I was like, okay, so snacks, these are like my highest priority spends. So I was like, okay. And when I went out to out with my friends, I never used to drink. I was always a designated driver because I couldn't afford drinks. So I'd always just go and have a Diet Coke. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't an expense for me. So I just, you know, my top, top expenses. So I just um, sold my wardrobe and then off I went. I just went and got some. So is that when you did paper. an Instagram account as well? You started building Correct. that from that stage? Totally. Yep. Started an Insta account, just like took some pics. I only used to upload in black and white. I thought it was really arty. And I only used to draw in black and white as well. So I was like super like, oh, being all serious and doing drawings. And I, I I think what worked really well and transcended well with Instagram was the fact that because my work is hyper real, like hyper realistic in that it looks like a photograph, it's very easy to talk about and show people. If I was like an abstract artist or like some weird type of art, it's very hard to show and be like, wow, look at that. Mm. Um, you know, but people are like, wow, look at this. It's a drawing. And people are like, oh, wow, show me. So it's very easy to share and show people. So I think it's it, it's, it lends itself very well to Instagram. Um, and so then in, you're starting to post on Instagram and is that where commissions and sale pieces started to occur? Yeah, totally. That's what, how it all happened. Then I signed, then someone reached out on Instagram and he became my manager for a couple of years and we did some great things together. I learned a lot from him. And, yeah, and then I moved to New York soon after that, to be honest. And then it's kind of just gone from there. And 
you might like look at the position I am in now and be like, oh, it's always been like that. It hasn't always been like this. It's been scrappy from the start. We're still really scrappy. I'm not going to lie. But it's just like we're just like fucking figuring it out and making so many mistakes, like more mistakes than you'd even care to imagine even now. Yeah, that is. I mean, every single day I feel like trying how you, (laughs) you know. Exactly. Yeah. I identify with the mistakes. Every single day. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like I think my life is just a wonderful series of unfortunate events that have led me to this position, you know? I think my husband and my number one motto is just fuck around and find out. And we're just like, oh, just do this. And most, I'll, I'll be honest, like I'd say 80, 70 to 80% of the time it doesn't work. And then we have a 30% strike rate of getting things right, you know? So it's like, oh, well. Just do yeah. it. So did but- you two meet in New York? No, he's at Brisbane. We're both Brizzy oh. Bogans. Oh, there yeah. you go. So did yeah, you know each other then at, when in your uni days and when you were working out of home? No, no, I can't. We still can't believe how this happened. We had so many mutual overlaps. Um, and, yeah, we only met later, you know, later on after many years and then we just started dating casually and then we moved to New York six months later together just as casual date date people and then now we're married with two children so that's escalated yeah through love I just and yeah, sure and I know it would be like it must be I don't know how comfortable you feel like touching on it is it, and if you're allowed to talk oh. about some of the people that bought your work but like yeah the steps from literally working out of your home so you, I, I backtrack to say and I always ramble yeah. and sorry my processing no ramble I love a ramble but my uh, I'm at uni and I you know if I'm in your position having the gumption to go you know what I'm just gonna step away and go and try this drawing thing and you know if your awesome motto which I'm gonna now live by fuck around and find out and then and then all of a sudden you're living in New York and you've got a-listers and uh you know public profiles buying your work what was that like was that just uh, just surreal yeah it was surreal but at the end of it like I'm not downplaying any of that because it's so important and wonderful but um it just all comes down to doing the work like I don't really get caught up like that's not of almost to any interest to me like uh, you know I'm it, it it helps but it's it's irrelevant to what I'm doing I'll be honest like I think most of my collectors who aren't like say there's a lot of the collectors who aren't a-listers if you want to call them that are just some of like the most wonderful people and we've got wonderful relationships with them and they just you know people from Ireland or Australia or Korea or Hong Kong, wherever they are, and just wonderful people and they just support art and they happen to like my work, you know, and I'm like, I don't – being an A-list is just – no relevance to me, but I know it Which, helps. To be honest, so I know I'm, I'm really not answering what you want me to say, but I'm like I just don't care. That no, I, I like love if, that. If it's selling, it is I guess funding everything that you do because you are yeah. self-funded. Is that right? Yeah, 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 totally. So right from the start, um, we're just like kind of bankrolling the whole thing, and I always make the joke that it's like because people ask like, well, how do you? How do you fund it? I'm like, drugs. We sell drugs. <laughs> Don't you know? People can't wrap their head around that, like, we can make money from art. And it it is a really big business. Um, and, yeah, it, we just 
like I said, we don't really know what we're doing, but I, we just reinvest everything back into new shit. So it just gets, the things get bigger and bigger and more, more silly. And whenever anyone buys anything, I'm like, thanks for supporting me. Now I can do more stupid shit. I Thank love you. Because, do you know, honestly, yeah. following you, it, it, you your, the way in which you come across is very much real to even how I'm talking to you now, but really unaffected. And I think that's why I was so excited. And when we were talking about wanting you to come on, you have seemed to have such a great sense of self. You remain incredibly unaffected when really in real terms you probably have – the not only the work ethic and the proof in the pudding of your amazing outputs of art but you also have the you are probably entitled to have a bit of an ego and be you know but you don't you seem to really just value the art that you put out and you and that's what's more important to you and you can tell when you're following your journey I really enjoy it that's very kind of you to say and I I what I appreciate more than anything are the people because without the people, whether it's the people who support via Instagram or the people who buy my art, it's everyone supporting in some way. And I'm like, I think I've got a big responsibility to to show how grateful I am and not like swindle it. Say people were buying my art, right, and I was there freaking rolling in Lambos and being like, oh, look at my fucking Birkin, whatever it might be. Like that's so yucky. And like, you know, you know also Lambos are so gross, like yucky, yucky. But, um, you know, like <laughs> – I love that. I, I wish I had like a Birkin. <laughs> yeah, like popping bottles at the club. Like, let's go. Like, yucky number one. Number two, you'd never see me at the club. I go to bed at like 9, 9.30 max. You know, like, you know, I just, I love to work. I think um, I Ah, oh, there's so there's so much caught up in that, and thank you for saying that's very kind. But I really. But how does it not get enticing to to like just say you know you're meeting all these people that it would be another world, another world. Like, to, do you think lifestyle creep? Yeah, like or- yeah. A, 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 how does it? How do you just steer yourself away? Like steer yourself away from the hype to be able to keep on track. Is it literally going into a room and and just drawing? And doing that, yeah, yeah. I I think you guys, you guys think I do some wild stuff. I meet wild people. Hey, I'm in the studio every day. Um, do you know what keeps you humble when the dog wheezes on the floor, or when you got to clean poo out of your daughter's fanny? You know what I mean? Like that keeps you really humble. Like, do you know that? Totally, I know. Like I, I like I'm a parent now as well. It's like. Mate, nothing keeps you more humble than having kids. Like, yeah, agreed. It's not about kids, but I'm just like, I've got work to do. Like, I think, mm, how do I say this? I sometimes see people who reach a certain level of success, and that I, I get the sense that they take their foot off the pedal a little bit, and then their work gets shit, and they're like, oh, I've made it. And I'm like, no, but you've still got you've got work to do. I need to see more from you, and I. I don't like to see that. Oh, well, I I just have a big responsibility to reinvest and keep doing stupid shit because I genuinely really enjoy it and I really appreciate people supporting my stupid shit, yeah. if that makes sense. And you have a team yeah. as well that works with you oh. and, and, you know, it's a whole kind of collaborative and process. I've also got a, yeah, you're right. I've got a responsibility to a really big team and they, you know, a lot of them have come from Australia 
to to work with me. Like what a privilege to have people who've come all the way, not all of them, but I'd say 80% of the team's Australian and we've brought them over from Australia and they've given up a lot to be here and to help me build this. I'm like, you know, there's, there's a responsibility to a lot of people. I'm like, let's just do the work. Like yeah. you can't get rid of that. Like the work has to get done. And I love working. I'm a bit of a workaholic. It gives me a lot of joy. I enjoy being productive. Maybe I'm a bit of a busybody. Call me a micromanager, like whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, I just enjoy being, I enjoy creating. I love that. And so I've got, from what you're saying, I've got two questions that stand out to me. A, that sounds Mm -hmm. like an enormous amount of pressure. Do you feel like with social media or with the responsibility of running a team and so on that you you sometimes feel overwhelmed by the pressure that comes with that? There can be times when it feels overwhelming, but I feel like if you (laughs) – yeah, it is, but I I don't spend too much time dwelling on the hard stuff because then I feel like you can get consumed by that and then the mountain becomes a molehill, you know, and it's like, oh – and I just, yeah, it, it, it's a big responsibility, but this is what, this is the life I chose. Like I actually didn't get into this to be a small artist. I got into this to play with the big boys and, and that's what I'm doing. And I'm, my risk tolerance is also really high. Like I'm a, I'm a very, unu- I'm, I'm an unusually strange old person over here. Like nothing really bothers me. We just like get on with it. I will say also, I've got a fucking great husband. We are 50 50 in this, in what not, not, my art thing, but like 50-50 in the way we parent. He's got a business, I've got a business, so we've got two very big businesses that are running at the same time. We have support from staff. There's just a lot of support and hands Mm. and nothing really – we don't – we kind of do everything as a joke. I also believe that this whole art thing is going to crash down before my eyes in the – blink of an eye so I'm just like oh fuck it let's go one more year oh let's keep going like I'm like are you guys ready we we can go for another year we got enough money to keep going for another year well let's go let's go big (laughs) yeah let's go big oh let's spend it all on a playground oh let's go you know like I know. <laughs> and then with speaking of your husband and the fact that you've now entered a stage where you've got children, like how has that changed your world and your work ethic and so on now juggling kids and a relationship and all that sort oh, of stuff? It's it's life changing. It you know you know those stupid fucking people who are like, Oh, I'm just it's life altering. You're like, shut up you annoying person, but it is life altering. But I more explain it like you enter the world of Harry Potter. So it's like everyone else is a muggle in a nice way. I'm like, I'll sit there and people are like, oh, I'm so busy. And I'm sit there. I'm like, mm-hmm. and you just let like, everyone is busy and everyone's stressed doing their own thing and everyone's got their own shit. But like, you're truly in the Harry Potter wonderland. And only when you've had a child do you understand. Every parent is tired. Every parent feels guilty about something. You know, it's just it's yes. overwhelming sense of everything. Like it's weird, isn't it? The, yeah. the, it's like the uh, mm. the train ride. You, you before, you're on, you're Harry on the train. You're like you've got no effing yeah. idea what's about to yes. happen to you. That's it. What's about to happen? And then fucking Dumbledore rocks up. You're like, <laughs> like, and then there's Professor Snape around the corner. You're like. <laughs> So much work. Voldemort. It's so yeah. We're all slightly. And I think what what I find really interesting is 
in my short time of being a parent, I've only been in this for two and a bit years, is it, I think parenting is really levelling in that, like, for example, I'll go to the park in the afternoon, hang out with the kids. There's parents, there's nannies, there's and everything in between. And I actually don't know what half the parents do or nannies. Like, I don't even know the parents' names half the time, but we're chatting. I see the same faces most afternoons. I know the kids' names. No one asks. No one knows who I am, nor do they care. I don't ask who they are, nor do I care. It's just like we're just there for the kids, just like someone's sliding down, someone's hit their head, There's a there's, someone's having a tantrum, yeah. someone dropped their ice cream. It's just a shit show and it's very levelling. Yeah. So yeah, if, if drawing takes you hours upon hours upon hours, where how do yeah. you even schedule in those hours? My output has decreased in that I – so before kids I was – and I – still am, and I'm in a bit of a shift now, but I am a workaholic. Like I love working. I love working towards something. And before kids, we would easily be working over a hundred hour weeks. We'd work seven days a week. There were no days off, but it was not because we're like, oh, we're going to go to the studio. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, let's go Saturday. In in we go Sunday. In we go. And that was for years. We would do that. It wasn't even like a couple of months. It was years on years on years and years of just so much work to get to where we got to and then we had children and it's like now I work less than half what I used to, but I'm at a very weird stage now where I'm doing way less micromanaging. I'm hiring more people, which is difficult in a different way, but I'm doing less, but I'm trying to give responsibility to other people and I'm not checking in. I'm just like, this is what you have to do, figure it out. And it, that's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's also really difficult, like hiring people to look, look after your children as well because I need to get to work. Yeah, That's yep. fucked as well, like so either hard. daycare or nanny. Yeah. It's it's the Wild West of – But that's a reality. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I am, I've, you know, have been at home with the kids for so long mm. and I'm in that shift now where um, lots more things are happening and I'm trying to – make peace with the outsourcing and asking for what help. What was it that shifted for you, if you don't mind me asking? Because I'll just say I, I listened to, I think it was the first episode, and yes. one of you mentioned um, that one of the teachers at school asked your kid, like, oh, what do your parents do? And one of your kids said, oh, daddy is a whatever and mummy's at home. Yes. And that I really, that really I found that really interesting because, um, yeah, sorry. Yes, no, yeah. so that was that was me, and it's funny because it's I'm really torn about that story in a way that I'm like, why? One thing was it made me really sad, and I'm not quite sure if it's because of me as an individual. I am someone that's built to work. I enjoy. I get so much out of accomplishment and fulfillment. Fulfillment. From fulfillment. So I'm not sure if that part of me wasn't being checked in on. Or I'm also torn about the fact that the the homemaker role, as I, in what I can only speak sort of locally to my environment, but is really not valued very much, and is and is yeah. more acknowledged as a privileged position, and you know, call it a lady of leisure. That that mm. I felt like uh, sort of you get judged quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So I felt very self-conflicted about Is it. this from parents at school? Who the fuck's judging? I Actually, I know mum, the whole mum, every it's a whole judgment fest, isn't it? And oh, look, to be honest, everyone. Safe everyone. to say, yeah. I am a, I'm a deep 
thinker. I waste a lot of time thinking. Mm. <laughs> and so mm. it's probably I'm my own worst enemy as well. I, you know, Zoe's like, stop dwelling on just shit. Move, move like on. forward. I'm all about just like move forward. <laughs> She's like, this is just exhausting. I'm over it. And I'm like always calling her. And I'm like, I've just thought about this. And she's like, get off the bathroom floor. Pull yourself it's together. Good that, it's good that you're thinking about shit. It means it, it's you're, you're processing it and it's it's affecting you in a way that you maybe not. That's good. You yeah. are who you are. Fuck yes, it. Keep yes, thinking. Yeah. So I yeah. think I needed to start doing something. And for me, for my personality type, and then making the transition into uh, working. And now I'm like dealing with trying to asking for help, outsourcing, you know, letting go of certain task roles, you know, the micromanaging side of it for me from home. And I'm like the guilt and the stress. I'm like, oh, God, it's it's a real transition. And finding the right support and where you need it. And then I guess training people. Yeah. It's so hard to hand things over. Do you find it's that so hard. So, within the business? With you know what? This is, for me, the oh, – like, can I go back to like when Ellis, our first, was born, right? Because I I don't hear anyone talking about – so you'll see on like Instagram or whoever, like all these mums and they just seem to be working or doing whatever they're doing and also doing parent – I was like, how? What's going on there? How's yeah. who? Oh, this seems like a lot. Like cause I'm over here like working I can hardly – flailing and that's why I don't show much parenting on my Instagram because I'm like I'm not no I'm just gonna sit oh it's too much too much much um so right from the start my mum came over this was during COVID I had a COVID baby and I we smuggled her into the country we smuggled her into New York we pulled all this hocus pocus bullshit to get her in and mum and dad were here for four months to help because I didn't, once again, you go the Harry Potter train, you don't know what's happening. I, in my head, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll um take the baby to the studio, just chuck it in. I'll be fine. I'd say with on day four, I was like, okay, we won't have any of that. This is, I've got, I genuinely have work to do. Also, this is, it was fucked. My business, my practice was not at a stage where I could just be like, I'll see you. I'm, I'm on mat leave. I'm on mat leave. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on mat leave. I'll see you in seven. You guys got this. I'll see you in a little bit. No, you fucking kidding. When you run a business, you're on 24 fucking seven. Yeah. And my husband had just started a startup. Are you fucking kidding? We were going yeah. through the ringer. The ringer, like, oh, uh, I can't even explain it. It was, we were going through it. And it was an amazing stage in my husband's business where it's like, you know, he'd only, he quit his job two years prior, had only been launched for a year. It just that you're just flailing, you're not flailing, but you're just figuring it out. You're like, what the hell? My practice, we're always just like figuring it out. And I can't be like, hey guys, I'm just, I had, Elsa was my, I think I had two teammates. I'm like, guys, I'm just going to go for a bit. Are you kidding? No. So I had about six hours maternity leave. I was like, oh, I'll probably breastfeed for a couple of years. Are you fucking kidding? My kids were on the bottle from day dot. <laughs> like bit of boob, bit of bottle, but mainly bottle. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I totally. Ew, I just empathise with that so much. I still yeah, feel like, like that's me though. I, was, <laughs> I definitely I but in my head, I was like, it'll be fine. I'll just take it and just put it on. Everyone's like, just put but it on the boob. I was don't like, no, know. Yeah. So You're yeah, heading people, into uncharted territory. Yeah, like, totally. so when people are like, what are you going to do with the kid? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just put it on the boot because that's what everyone said to me. Are you joking? That, no. It's so it was, And then was it a huge help when obviously your mum and dad came over? 
Did that make yes, a difference? Yes, because mum took Ellis and I was like, I was doing the pumps, you know, the ones that are like the oh, quiet ones and you, whatever, just, it was just a horror show, honestly, for ages. And mum took Ellis. I'm like, mum, I, I didn't know it would be this much. And mum's just like, you're going to feel guilty either way. So pick one and go for it. I was like, oh, thank you. And I think that her saying that was actually amazing because, um, yeah, mum's like, I've never run a business. So I don't know what you need to do, but she's like, you, you, you've, you go, you've, go with you, your gut. Building something, you just go for it. She's like, I've got the kid, and it's fine. So mum helped us cook and um, looked after Ellis, and I'd come home, and we we just bumbled our way through it. And um, and then what happened after that? Then she went home, and then we had a nanny full time straight away after yeah. mum went home. And now he's at daycare, and now we've got a second kid, and she's with a nanny. And it's it's I never thought that would be our life. I thought nannies were for rich people. Um, but nannies of nannies or daycare are for people who have to work. Mm. And I know it's my choice to work, but I, I really enjoy working. I actually enjoy the break. I enjoy going well, the break. I enjoy the break away from my children. I think yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. And when I go to work, I work really well. I'm not gonna lie, I'm fucking tired half the time. But um I go to work, I do the work and I come home and I spend time with them. And I enjoy them more. Yes. I'll be honest, on the weekend, on Sunday, my husband and I get the Sunday scaries. We fucking hate Sundays. When it comes to 5 p.m., Every I'm like, week. I'm done, 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 done. We skip out the door Monday morning. We run. Yes. We're like, bye, see ya. Uh, you know what I mean? And it, it's I, lovely. Totally. Because I realised I'm like <laughs> yeah. being at home and starting this podcast was a, a yeah. step, stepping stone to go, trying to make that leap away from the kids because I realised I wasn't enjoying it anymore and I'm like yeah. they're not enjoying me anymore either I'm yeah. I'm a bitch half the time yeah. Yeah. and you want to be the best version of yourself when you're with them like you can kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that's gonna that's gonna look different for everyone right and I just think for me look I'm a little type a maybe a lot type a um I'm focused, I'm a bit intense, but it, I have had to relinquish a huge amount of control with my children. I'm like, we've got a great nanny. I just leave them up to their own devices. All I am militant about is sleep schedule. That's it. But I'm like, yep. you do you during the day. She goes to nap at this time. See you later. Bye. Yep. I'll see you at four. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. how I that's how I roll. And I just I just trust that our nanny has children. She's got a wonderful heart and she's a wonderful person. And I trust that she's doing a great job. Yeah. And at work, I trust that my team are great people and they work really hard. And you just put a whole lot of trust in people and you hope for the fucking best. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. I'm yeah. I, I, 100% yeah. with you. And then going back to the work thing, Sorry. I mean, how yep. do you at now, you've just finished this huge exhibition. Yeah. What 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 happens? What's that like going through and the surge of opening and having it was a two weeks that you had. Yeah, it was about ten days. Ten yeah. days, and then yeah. and then can you talk us through each stage of that, like the work that goes into opening it, and then the during process, and then is there like a come down afterwards? Not particularly. I mean, like I said, I'm not one to kind of revel in the highs or commiserate the lows. We just kind of keep because it always just hums along in the same way. But so we do the build. And when I say we do the build, Nick, one of my teammates, he, you know, spearheaded the build with like 10 other people. They all built it. They figured, they figured it out. Thanks, Nikki, for building the playground. And then they that team went up to go frame all the additions. And then Elsa took over and she kind of had the team during the exhibition. I can't go to the exhibition. Sorry, 
I can, but I don't even go to the exhibitions. I, I jot in from time to time, but I'm not going to stand there and be like, hello, um, what do you think? Hi, <laughs> oh, like I'm CJ. I don't know if you know. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Out of 10, go. It's fine. You don't need to tell me to my face, but like, did you really like it? Like, no. So I'm <laughs> I would it's nice to step back. Yeah, I get that. But God, as someone coming to your exhibition, that's what you'd be praying for. But at the same time, oh, I totally you can get be my... the door bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I I go every day for a, a period of time, but by no means am I sitting on the door being like, "Hello, welcome, <laughs> thank you." No, not at all. I've also got work to do, so I am pretty much in the studio just working. And could and people the buy the art? At the exhibition, you know, at, I guess, no. no. Nothing's for sale at the exhibition. It's mainly all online. Yeah. Um, yeah. That just, yeah, all online. And at then, a specific date, at a specific time. Yeah. So the not you've got to have something within you that makes you not want to give up on things. Because I was listening to another podcast <clears throat> that you were on and Epilogue took you, which was your snow globe yep. theme. Yes. You, uh, the London, was it London Chapel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. that you renovated, it took two years. I mean, that two years to produce something, mm. that's huge. How did you not have moments where you're like, oh, God? I know that there's moments all the time. Like I think, you, once again, you're giving me a lot of credit. Like I'm a regular motherfucker like everyone else. Like I get tired. I get overwhelmed. I have two kids. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on there. Um I'm exactly the same as everyone else. I'm built exactly the same. I just like we just have shit to do, yeah. and I, I I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I'm yeah. just no. I'm just no different from anyone else. We just like execute on things. We're like, oh well, let's keep keep going. We just find ways around getting to hurdles. what we need to get done. And yeah. was the two? There's years- always hurdles, like always. Yeah. Fuck. Was the two years the yeah. renovation part of the chapel, or was it lockdown and COVID, or what's? Extended? It was lockdown and COVID that extended that. It probably was like six to eight months, and then it had to go on hold right. during COVID. And then we finished it off when things opened back up, and then we did the exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And, and I'm also I'm not particularly patient, so that really killed me. Oh, that would like, kill me. That, yeah. So I'm not sitting there being like, oh, this is all, it's all as it's meant to be. Like, <laughs> no, I, no. No, and I'm you want to do perfect. it, execute it and have closure from that as well. Yeah. Mm. I like things done done and dusted, let's go. So, yeah, that was just super annoying. Okay, so then in that case, yeah. do you ever, are you lining up projects like as in you're in the middle of one and you're already thinking of the other or no, you're very much entrenched in one project at a time? No, I'm trying to get better at getting more organised, but I'm just not. Like I'm a bit of like a, a fluff around in my head type of person and I find it very difficult to get further ahead in planning. And further ahead in planning helps everyone else in the team, but I don't know how to do that. I'm not particularly organised, but I am I'm trying. I loved when yeah. I um, watched your recent story, you talked about doing a community-based piece or yeah. exhibition yes. have you had much yeah. response to that is that the next we goal? have we've ac- funny we've been having great conversations this week um zooms and with people from all over a lot of aussies um yeah and just really interesting people who are really who have great either connections or know more about it than i do and i really am looking forward to what that will 
turn into. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for this journey because I feel like it's going to be massive, whatever it is. And I'm kind of selfishly hoping it's in Australia. <laughs> oh, no, we're, we're, no, there will be things in Australia. We're moving back to Australia in the next couple of years. Oh. So, yeah, like not, not soon, but like in the next couple, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we've only got a couple of years left in New York, so we're just going to kind of go out with a bang and then we'll be back in Oz. So there's going to be heaps of shit in Australia. Don't worry. I love yeah. that. Yeah, wow. back to Brizzy. Woo, let's go. Hopefully the Brizzy by then snake. we'll still be podcasting. <laughs> oh, no you, no, you guys will be running the world at that stage. Oh. Don't you worry. We'll see. If we haven't had a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be in a clinic. <laughs> I get the sense that it's it's a snowball effect for you guys. I mean, look, you were just at Mother's Day talks, like talking to hundreds of people. Like, did you expect that when you started this? No, no, that was that was. It's been a big week. Yeah, do you know? I'm I go not going to lie. I, when you were talking about before how you like to, you realised you're actually like a bit of a loner that walks to the bed of your own drum. Um, <clears throat> I. I sent Zoe a text last night saying, I think I'm actually an introvert because I was like, I'm exhausted by the, the, mm. the, the idea of, of going through all these like speaking experiences, but at the same time it was so fun and everyone was so great. But it's, it's a weird, uh, yeah, snowball effect, you're right. But, but isn't it nice that it, what you're doing is being so well received and I think a lot of people are being seen and that's a really great thing. So good on you for doing that. Well, thank yeah. you. I mean, the whole concept yeah. and like the work, so when you did the story about doing a community-based public work mm. that mm. Um, was open to the public, I love that concept because it literally is the whole reason why we started doing the podcast mm. is we wanted a a, a growing women's community that we could like turn to each other and just go what yeah. the fuck is yeah. going on and where do yeah, I find that fun. information or how is everyone else doing this or what do we do about that and They're have it lying. all in one place and so that's been yeah. our point and purpose is talking to people that might have a bit of expertise but then also they might have a great story and yours is a great story of someone that you know not only do we feel like we relate to in a certain way we're not talented artist. you as an artist <laughs> no I can't don't claim that credit but that that you relate in the way that you are juggling and you're so honest and you know raw about your experiences well, you guys are very kind and uh, yeah I I just want to just hit home with the fact that like I'm don't I genuinely don't know what what I'm doing half the time. I think we're we're more together at work than we are at home. I think, like I said before, parenting is very leveling. Like you know, we were just we just did bath time. There was a poo in the bath. Do you know what I mean? Like I you know what I mean? That you know, so bad. Like, oh. Yeah, you know, it's like these things. It's just very humbling. It's so exhausting. It's it's all in one and I go to work exhausted. It's just like sometimes my brain, I'm like a, a zombie. So I, I'm, it's funny. I'm in a very unusual position. Like I think a pivotal position where I am in, in work. I now am just accepting the fact that I'll never get my hundred hour work week back ever again. And I think for a long time I was like, oh, I'll, we'll just get through this like really hard stage with the two under two and then I'll be back. And only recently, well, not recently, the last six months to a year, I'm like, I actually don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm like a 40 to 50 hour work week. I think that is me for the rest of my life mm. if I want to have any type of relationship with my kids. And once again, that's just what I want. 
so yeah, I'm cutting my days in half because I, I I enjoy the time that I do spend with my kids, but it's not fucking all day. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that much. I'm a great, exceptional 30% parent. Exceptional. Yes. Yeah, not yeah. 20 yeah. or even 10. <laughs> oh, no, I could be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we have yeah, great support yes. from yes. a nanny. My husband's fantastic. And then I sub in for the rest. So it's like, you know, I'm not there. For, I don't get 100% of the memories. I don't see them 100% of the time. I see them for a, a chunk of time and I, I, I enjoy I don't enjoy the whole chunk of time, (laughs) but we deal with that chunk of time the best way we know how. Oh, totally. And I love these conversations because honestly it gives me and hopefully, you know, anyone who's listening as well, is great comfort and confidence. I mean, for me. And it's true. It's a true story. Yeah. (laughs) I am. We always ask as well towards the end, we ask a hindsight question. Um, so my, uh, uh, we were talking about it before and it would be, what would you go back to reassure your younger self, um, about your being an artist and then making that leap in when you were back at uni? Like looking back now, is there a hindsight that you would go back and tell your, cause how old were you when you did? Dropped it, out. Yeah. Was it 2012? That uni or 2011? Oh, God, you, God, you have your dates together. I don't even know. Call it 23, 24, 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Thereabouts? Thereabouts, yeah. I, oh, I, hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. so I never like to look back, but, like, the thing, I, and also I never read your questions beforehand because I like shit to be on the fly, so now I'm really kicking myself in the foot there. <laughs> Sorry, I should have Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I think, yeah, what I know now, which because I Because do you know why? I think it's like. I'll just quickly no, say no to one? give you some time to, to have a think. No, no, who gives a shit? Okay. Oh, sorry, right, you go. go. No, I was just saying, I always find this as, as a listener myself, these sort of things helpful. Because I'm like, if I was at that stage now listening, I find it helpful. But also I find it refreshing, like, to listen to what people would nurture or mm. do differently or and call it mistakes call it hindsight call you know i know looking mm. back's not necessarily helpful mm. but i do find yeah, it but it, no it's good it can be i i it's hard to say and i'm not really one with words i'm i'm a little bit more visual but i'm like just doing i think maybe i'm a bit like you what like what you were saying i'm like i spend a lot of time in my head thinking and i've gotten much better lately at just doing and not thinking as much so i think feel like if i spent more time doing instead of you, you know when you, you're sitting down you're like oh i can't possibly do that thing because this will happen i'm like well did that happen or did you just make that up on your head so mm. i'm like the, the the only way is to fuck around and find out so you just have to do it and either it'll go good or bad it'll probably go bad because we've got an 80-20 strike rate of 80 bad, 20 good. So I'm like, just go and do it so you know and then you've got perspective for next time. Um, but, yeah, don't go in expecting it to be perfect, but just go and do it because then you know. I know. Yeah, fuck uh, around and find out. I just wish I knew that fucking around and finding out, you you just get more confident at fucking around and finding out. I'm now at a stage where I'm far more confident. We just do shit. I'm like, just fucking let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because you just don't know what the answer is. You just do it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I absolutely love that. Thank you, CJ. That's my mantra. My new, my yeah, new life mantra. mantra for life. It is, though. Yeah. It, it should be everyone's life mantra because, like, for example, my sister has a big hurdle in that she she conceptualizes everything. She's like, oh, and she'll talk about it and not actually do it. I'm like, Pam, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just yeah. get it done and we'll figure it out. Yes. You yeah. know? And you can fix yeah. things that happen that are a disaster. Well, exactly. I mean, but you it's, only learn from the disasters. Yeah, exactly. You do. Yeah. You do. We've we've yeah. had a few of those. We've had a few in the last twenty four <laughs> hours. It's easier said than done because everyone's like, "Oh, if I quit my job and I start or whatever," and everyone expects it to work out and be a success. I'm like, "No, don't expect a success. Just expect a result. Like something will happen. Like." Yeah. You know, yes. like something. You're I never going to go into negative. It. You're only you're yeah. only going to learn something for it, and something of that learning is yeah. going to make a difference and making it. Yeah, yes. and, and as and long as you're not killing, as long as you don't kill anyone in the process <laughs> or like grievous bodily harm, like do you not just do it? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. how bad can yeah. it be? How you know, bad like, can it be? I'm how bad can it be? You know. Well, um, onwards that, and upwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't but wait for whatever yeah. your fuck around and find out is next because yeah. honestly, every single one of them, you just it's 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 so fun to see you reinvent the next next idea. Um and they've well, all been so different one one to the next in the last yeah. uh last exhibition. Yeah. So how many years? Well, yeah, I'm as intrigued as you are, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm equally intrigued. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's <laughs> next. Right I love that. That's all. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah, with, I'm certainly not as ahead as I'd like to be with ideas. There's always sh- random shit floating around. Um, but I think the intrigue and. Uh, I think the sense of naughtiness that I have and the whole team has, when I say naughty, like uh, what do I mean by that? I mean the playfulness and the childlike nature at which we approach things I think is very strong within the whole team. Like I definitely instill that in everyone. I'm like, guys, just fucking do it. Like I don't have the answers. You don't have the answers. Just we'll figure it out and we'll think of something a bit naughty, a bit funny, a bit either on the nose or child or something or a mix of everything yeah. and we'll figure it out, you know. I love it. And it's- everyone I work with, I'm like, just do it because you're probably smarter than me. So just do it and then I'll probably say yes or, like, I know, well, I'll probably love it. You know, like. that before, like finding people that pick up your, you know, you have strengths and they pick up on your weaknesses and so on. Like, it, you know, affording that as a team only has such a good yeah, ripple Yeah, and effect. just going into things with humour, enthusiasm, like you yeah. want that joy. Yes. And also I don't take myself or anyone too seriously because I'm just a regular motherfucker like everyone else and, like, who am I to be serious? Like I'm, I'm just a we're all just fucking idiots giving it a crack. We're all just idiots fucking around and finding out. I kind of wish I could, like, tell my kids, like, I actually am just like you. I actually have no idea what I'm doing. No. <laughs> you should tell them that. Every I'm day. dead set. I, you know, I'm just I do in my roundabout No, but I need authority. <laughs> I need them to <laughs> They've already taken the reins over us, so who are we kidding? But, yeah, so oh. I, but yeah I, I feel like a big kid at heart that has all of a sudden ended up in some, like, middle-aged Parallel body. universe. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I meant to be doing now? So talking it through. Well, I mean, like, 
I don't know what I'm meant to be doing with my kids. Like, yeah. and you know what? The funniest thing was with kids, right? You, you have your first kid and you're like, oh, it's because of me that the kid's this way, whether it's good or bad. And then you have the second kid and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. No, it's, we, I've got nothing to do with it. The kid just comes out like the way they are. Like yeah. you are irrelevant to the type of child that you get. Yeah. The yes. nothing worse then sorry, I'm going on a rant, but no. nothing worse than those people with one children and that, sorry, one kid and that one kid's an angel because they're like, I have done, yeah. I've done this. I'm the reason my kid's great. I'm like, fuck off, you idiot. No, wait, no I reckon wait, all if, those if people have, have second, a second one, the their lives are ruined. Yeah. I know. I've well, got to say, we're the same. I love watching that mess play out. Oh, sorry, that's so vindictive. Hang on, what, what, go back. What mess is that? No, like I love it when people say that when they've got one child and then they have their second and their life just goes to shit. Same. <laughs> same. I love oh, it. Nothing yes. gives me more joy. <laughs> I know Zoe does often say that to me. I do. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. I, I'm, I, I'm like, Zoe. We'll edit that, that out. Addictive. We'll edit that out. <laughs> no, don't edit it out. Please leave it in. Please leave it that in. Because we, so our first kid was, he's a more sensitive, sensitive individual. And our little girl's like truly an angel. She's one of those like textbook babies. If we had her first, I would have been fucking insufferable. I would have been like, oh, look at me and look at all the wonderful things I've done. Isn't she a dream? I would have been one of those insufferable parents. But, no, we got humbled from day dot because we got our more challenging child first. Yeah. Thankfully. Yes. Well, you've made your way through it and still, I mean. Humble is the word. Humble. I I love it. Humble. Yeah. But, no, look. I just want to say you guys are just doing great and you should be really proud of it. And I'm just a mega fan sitting in New York listening to all the episodes. Thanks, CJ, our only fan. I I sent Zoe a text the other night when I listened to a podcast where you're like, oh, I draw and I listen to podcasts and parenting podcasts. And I wrote, Zoe, shit. I'm like, hopefully she's not listening to us. We love making it, but then it is very daunting to realise that people might actually listen to it. It's weird. And that's what – Put our advice into practice. I'm like, we haven't checked that in maybe it's not. Yeah, but you're fucking around and you're finding out. You're putting yeah. something into the world and you're, you're doing it and that's so important to and a lot of people and, and it's fantastic. We don't get well, sued. we only want to do it with people, like as in we're lucky that, <laughs> well, yeah. we are like, yeah, we couldn't be more grateful and you have just, you it's are really so CJ's fun bedtime. and relatable. <laughs> and I know we've taken up heart all of your evening, but Thank you for just being you and oh. doing everything that you're doing because it just – You're very kind. It's, it's, it's fun. I, fun. So I just, fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for the support and I'm grateful that you even wanted me on the pod. So thank you for your time and thanks for all you're doing. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're a legend. Thanks, CJ. And come back to Australia. Come back and then yeah, we can – we'll Oh, no, we'll fly. We'll fly over. Yeah, yeah. We might, yeah. Do, we might need to do a work trip, fly yeah. that with our have you, have you guys been to New York before? Pre-kids. I haven't been post-kids yet, but I, yeah. it is on the, on the bucket list. Yeah. Not going to lie. Never been, the idea to of, um, the idea of BravoCon did enter my mind a few times. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Leave them, leave them with Dad. Yeah. And see what happens. The house may burn down or a portion of it, but you don't know until you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You deal with it when you get home. Pick up the ashes. Mm. Bye, Charlie. I'm at Melbourne Airport. Yeah. <laughs> CJ said. Boarding a flight. Well, look, you just do whatever on. you feel comfortable doing. Thank you. Well, go yeah. enjoy your evening and we've loved having you on. 
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, rash. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, and if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys.